Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we are here for our weekly Relationship Wednesday show. So for our new people and for folks returning to listen to us, um, we talk about the full spectrums of relationships. We talk about everything from marriage to parenting to best friendships to work. Um, to if there's any type of relationships you can think of, the way people interact with each other, we cover those relationships. I run a full-time thriving private practice in, uh, in, in a couple locations and online. And if you have questions that go deeper than what we're talking about today when we talk about seeing one's self and looking at your own reflection, so to speak, in the mirror, if you have deeper questions, give us a call at the office, 630-428-2344. If you have questions for tonight's show, Give us a call at 323-693-3835. Again, 323-693-3835. And I'm Darren Noel, and my background is in corporate America. Here in Noel and Associates, I focus on mock interviews and resume consults. All right. So let's, let me just hit the topic, and let me, you know, one of the things I like to do at the beginning of each show is kind of give you an idea about why I'm talking about, why we're choosing the topic that we chose. Today's topic is, is being able to see yourself. It's, uh, it, it's telling, it's, it's, I want people to know that if nobody else knows exactly who you are, at least you should know who you are. Okay. And why is that important? Because, I, I, you know, I know someone's going to think, sometimes when we talk about ten ways to, to break up healthily or five ways to pick a mate, it's evident why that's important. Sure. But I think when we talk a little bit more abstract about seeing yourself, what does that mean? Now, let me, let me kind of tell you what I'm talking about when I say see yourself, and then I'll tell you why it's important. I'm saying know who you are. See your behaviors. Know how you weigh in on things. Know what your, what your mood cycles are like. Know how you behave in big situations. Know how you behave in relationships. Know who you are at work. Understand your mode of operation and that will help you do better in life. Now, why? Why, Dr. Well, what difference does it make? I, I kind of do whatever I want to do when I want to do it, and what, is, what does it matter? Right. It matters because we're, every relationship we have is a leverage of who we are. We leverage our good qualities. We leverage our deficiencies. We leverage our strengths. We leverage our likes and dislikes, and it's a constant world of we're, we're going through transactions with one another. And if you do not know who you are, you could be making mistakes in transactions or being misunderstood or not living the life that you want to live simply because you don't know enough about yourself. You know, you may be able to see a situation where you get angry easily if you're not honest with that, okay? You, you can be offending people, mm-hmm. okay? And so you have to be careful of that. In the workplace, understand what your strengths are. You know, I'm a good organizer. I'm a good multitasker. I'm a good uh, leader. I'm good at setting goals. Understanding who you are. So you can make sure you're in a position to win and be successful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you guys something, that every day in our offices, every week, we have hundreds of patients that come through the office to work on themselves. And when people sit down on my sofa, I ask them, who are you? And then someone will tell me, I'm a worker. I work here. I'm a wife. I'm a husband, I'm a brother, I'm a sister. But when I go, that's great. Those are the relationships that you're in. Who are you? Well, I'll hear people say I'm mean, but I'm not. 
okay. okay? So then who are you? If you're not mean, what are you? I hear people say, people say I get angry really easy, but I don't. I hear people say, uh, people say I'm super sexual, but I'm not. And I say, well, okay, let's talk about it. Stand up. Look in the mirror. What do you see? See right. yourself. Tell Dr. Noel what you see. And I have people, and some people are really good at reading themselves. They know who they are. They've had enough. You know, Darren made a comment off air, and he said that to get to know who you are, you may need to have some more experiences. Yeah, you know, experiences really reveal to you who you are. Right. Right. And so he was bringing up the comment of experiences, and it's interesting that no matter what age a person is, they have some experience that, that gets to tell them who they are. Um, you know, I'm going to give you a prime example. For those of you all that's, that are parents, you're watching your children evolve, and you're getting to know who they are while they're getting to know who they are. Right. And a lot of times kids have disagreements. And so, for example, my daughter will come home and she'll say, I had a, I'll say, how was your day? And she'll kind of give me the, the skinny on what the day was like. And then I'll, we'll talk about a situation. I'll say, well, who were you in that situation? What did you do? And she'll say, well, I was the one that tried to make peace, or I was the one that, like, she's able to really see herself. And I'm training her to do that because it's so easy to look at ourselves and see ourselves and before we have become something we don't want to become. Explain that a little more. Well, it's, the younger we are, the easier it is to see ourselves because we haven't done enough of anything good or bad to not like what we're going to see. Okay. And we haven't been trained yet to not like ourselves, you know what I mean, or to not like size or bigger than somebody else's. I mean, that comes, don't get me wrong, it's going to come down the pipe. But the younger a person is, the easier it is to look at themselves and say, I like what I see or I don't like what I see or just here's what I see about myself. And they also may not know any negative association with that, you know. They, they say, oh, I don't like this or, you know, I don't like this type of person or um, I, I like to, I'm a very excitable person, okay? They don't know any negative connotations that may be in with any other personality traits. Yeah. But I but am who I am. Seeing yourself is being able to look at yourself and identify what's going on, whether you like it or not. How many times, I'm giving you an example that everybody knows about seeing yourself. If you go to any AA meeting or you watch anything on TV about AA meetings, a person says, hi, my name is Bob, and I'm an alcoholic. Mm. They have to see themselves first. They have to look and say, hi, they have to identify it. Hi, their name is Bob, and they're an alcoholic. Do you think part of the challenge in someone seeing themselves is because there could be negative connotations of who they actually are? I, I kind of want to stick with just being able to see yourself. Okay. Whether it's a negative connotation or not, whether it's hard to do or not, do I think some of the reasons are because of I want people to be able to identify with stopping for a second and saying, hi, my name is Bob, and I am A, and being able to say and see exactly who you are. And here's the thing that we know. We do know who we are. People know, but we stuff it down so low or we listen to what other people have to say, we let somebody else's words get in our head that we no longer want to see ourselves or can see ourselves or can pull ourselves out of a situation, but you have to be able to see yourself. Like, look in the mirror and say, hey, my name is Becky, and I'm a winner or a loser. And then be able to take from what you see and move it to exactly where you want it to be. Mm, okay. Now, Darren brought up a good point. 
he says, do you think it's hard for people to see themselves because sometimes they don't like what they see? I'm going to be honest with you. What Sometimes people don't see their good qualities. So I'm not just saying to your bad qualities and confess them. I'm saying know all of your, as much as you can, be aware of your behavior patterns and your strengths and your deficiencies. That's a good point you bring up. You have the good qualities as well as opportunity areas. So make sure you know your good qualities as well. That's just equally as important. Mm-hmm. How many times have we all seen, forget the therapy room, how many times in your life have you met a young girl who's beautiful and gorgeous and just, you know, she's just everything that you thought you would have been when you were 18? Right. And then you find out she's dating McGilla Gorilla. And you go, what? Right, it doesn't match. Like, what are you doing? You're dating Bozo the Clown? You're dating, well, how did you end up with Loser Boy? What happened? Well, when I look at myself, Dr. Noah, I don't see what you see. A lot of people see the beauty in this. I don't see those things. All I see is, and then they just fill in the blank with every negative quality that they think that they have. Okay. But they don't bother to stop and see the positive qualities so that they can lead and leverage with the positive and not just the negative. I see that uh, on the workplace where somebody can sell them some, some short. You see some folks are fantastic problem solvers, like you. In the, in the job they're, they're in, it does not really require, uh, require that much problem solving, just data entry, things of that, of that nature. But you identify these skills that they have. Like you need to be in a, in a higher position. This is not the right job for you. You need to be elevated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they may not, maybe they need that encouragement to say, look, look at the skills you produce. Anytime I have a problem, I go to you. Now, you are fantastic at this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can break these things down and it really help me out. You need to be at a higher level, mm-hmm. okay? But sometimes they need someone to see that out. But, but taking that opportunity to see that self, identify that strength. You know what? This is a strength of mine. Maybe there's another job that would be more rewarding for me, uh, personally as well as financially. You know, mm-hmm. let me take take stock of that, understand what what my strengths are so I can be in the right place. Absolutely. And that all comes from seeing yourself. Most of us watched the debates last night. Many people watched the debates last night. And I will tell you that I think the biggest issue either candidate had was being able to see themselves. I don't think, I really don't think that Donald Trump sees himself. Okay. I don't think he looks in the mirror and sees that he could be perceived as a bully. I just don't think he sees it. He sees himself as a winner. Correct. And let me say this about seeing yourself. Call it what it is, not what you would like it to be. I hear people that say, see, Dr. Noel, you think I'm arrogant, but I'm not. That's extreme self-confidence. No, it's arrogance, and it's okay that it's arrogance. And there's a difference between, hey, I think I'm a really good plumber, and you know what? You suck. Everybody sucks <laughs> but me. That's not confidence, right? And I think when we're able to be truthful with ourselves, then we're able to make decisions based off of healthy thoughts and not unhealthy thoughts, not let me hide myself. I don't want people to know this about me. So I'll give you, I'll give you another prime example. When people come here for career counseling, Darren, would you say that people know their skills or don't? Most people have an idea of what they think they're good at or think their skills are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they know for sure. I think I'm good at this, but they, they can't say for sure, I know this is my strengths. Mm-hmm. If a person wants to get hired somewhere, what do they have to prove to an employee? They have, they have demonstrated skills. They've already, they've already demonstrated they have that skills for that job that they want. Mm-hmm. And to demonstrate them, do they have to know they have them? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're, and, and in almost every relationship we have, even customer service reps, yes. I can tell you in about 10 seconds of a customer service rep telephone call if I've got a concern as a consumer, if this dude knows himself or not. Yes. I can tell when they start saying, when it takes them 20 minutes to tell me their name, and they say, <laughs> uh, thanks you a thousand times for calling. I can't wait to answer all of your questions. What questions do you have? Before you get to any questions, can you give me your then, – then I have to repeat all my data two or three times, and I start going to the suit, does not even see himself. He does not even know. As soon as I ask to speak to the manager, why didn't you speak to the manager? Because you haven't seen yourself. Why in the world do you need to speak to someone else beside me? Because you don't know who you are <laughs> right, right. In, in this particular scenario. So I want people to be able to look down, because I don't want to lose focus on what I'm talking about. I'm really talking about getting to know who you are so that you can leverage yourself. And what is leveraging yourself? So when you're dating somebody, when you're reaching out to date somebody, that you can actually date someone that you know you can pull into your circle because of the qualities that you have. Okay. That's self-confidence, understanding who you are, understanding what you're bringing to the table. Absolutely. Hey, I am a good man. I am a good woman. You know, I am responsible. You know, I am faithful. Mm-hmm. I am honest. Okay? Mm-hmm. Those type things. Mm-hmm. Or let me, let, let's go the alternate route. Say you're a cheater and a liar and a thief. You need to know that too. Right? Yeah. Because you could get yourself in, yourself into a situation that you can't get out of with those bad qualities. But if you're telling yourself, I'm not a thief, I'm a hustler. Right. I'm not a liar, I'm a wordsmith. I'm not a cheat, I just have a big appetite. But then you meet someone, you tell them, I'm looking for someone I can settle down with. I want to work real hard. I want to take care of the family. I want to do really good. But you know that none of that's who you are. You're setting yourself up to lose in that relationship. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think also understand, let's say if you are someone who likes to flirt, okay, you found someone that you really like, but you know you have a habit of flirting a lot, okay, somebody may be in that scenario. Be honest with you. You know what? I am a flirter, okay, but guess what? I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time with another uh, woman, okay, when we're just alone with a coworker, taking a, a drive together, uh, just being alone out to lunch, because I am a flirter, cause some, and I don't, and I want to be faithful to the relationship I am. Understanding, I am a flirter. I'm not. I'm stop. I'm going to stop doing those things because what? It's in my personality to flirt. If that's the case, you need to stop doing that. So you know what? I want to stay faithful to the relationship that I'm in now. Let me say the flirting thing is one thing that 80% of my couples don't see themselves as. Mm, okay. Out here, Doctor Noel, well, I'm not a flirt. My husband always thinks I'm flirting, but I can't help it. I'm just friendly. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I got a lot of girls' telephone numbers on my cell phone, and I text them on late at night when I'm in the tub drinking alcohol naked. But I'm not a flirt. Right. These women reach out to me for relationship advice. Oh, okay. That's what. So then I say, well, sir, does that seem a little bit open to you? Um, do you think that you're sending a message? See, no, I, I don't cross boundaries. I, See, I don't do that. But, you know, making phone calls from the bathroom in the middle of the night is a boundary crossing. It's not because I have a pure heart, Dr. Noble. I'm a Christian. I'm not a flirt. Okay. And when I sit and I hear people, I ask them, did you just hear yourself? And then that, then you, people can go two ways. One, they, one, they can get defensive and they can hear themselves, but they can get angry because they don't like what you have to say. Or two, they can say, wait a minute. I didn't really perceive it that way, but let me be honest. Maybe I am that thing that other people think I am. And and maybe it's not intentional, but it's a core part of who your personality is, and you have to be honest with yourself. And that's true of, of any any race, any size, any creed, any religious background, 
any marital status, you have to be aware of your strengths and weaknesses and who you are if you get offended easily, if you don't get offended easily, if you can problem solve, if you cannot problem solve, if you're a team player or if you're not a team player, all of these things are imperative to know who you are. And once you know who you are, then you can set goals that you can actually achieve. And let me say this. If you write down only good things about yourself when you're kind of making your map of who you are, you don't know who you are. And if you write down the other extreme of only bad, because, see, I see this all the time, too, think that they're either all good or all bad, and they do not know that they are a mixed bag of, of good and, and positive, I'm sorry, positive and negative strengths and deficiencies, that everybody's a mixed bag of both of those things. But when you're able to sit down and say who you are, then you're able to see. And let me say something. There's some parts of us, like it's the four window panes, right, the things we know about ourselves that everybody knows. Right. The things we know about ourselves that only we know. The things that people know about us that we don't know about ourselves. And then the things that nobody knows because we haven't had the experiences to tell us that yet. I'm going to speak to the, the, the pain where things that other people know about us that we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had employees and who struggle to understand that they are um, a poor performer in, in a particular area. Mm-hmm. And I'll go back and review a previous manager's report, and they see the same thing I see. Mm-hmm. So if someone gave you feedback a year ago that you needed to improve in this area. That didn't know you. That didn't that I, that I don't know. Correct. Well, I'm just reading someone else's, the previous manager's uh, report. Okay. Now I'm sitting down with you uh, to give you a performance review, and I see the same thing. And I'm giving you the same feedback. You know, oh, no, that's not true. Wait a minute. So somebody else gave you that a year ago. I'm seeing the same thing. Okay, I get feedback from coworkers that they they see you challenging this area, okay? But somehow you're not realizing yourself as an employee that you have an opportunity area. So everybody else can see it, okay, but you don't see it. You're not being honest with yourself. You know what? Versus saying, you know what? I am struggling in this area. I do have a, a challenge here. I need to work on it. Or Or saying this, it could be that you're performing and nobody knows it because you're not finishing the job, you're not, signing the notebook, you're not saying that you did it. That's, that's another sure. thing. You're not communicating effectively, letting people know what you're doing. Okay, some people like to work in black holes and not communicating, so nobody knows that you're doing these things. And oftentimes, because I've heard, just because everybody says it doesn't make it true about you, but you should at least fact check with yourself to see if it doesn't have some right. validity. If you've got a number of people giving you the same feedback, exactly, you know what, you know what, I need to at least check myself. You right. know, if, you may, if you're married, you know, check with your spouse. You know, honey, I'm getting a lot of feedback. You know, what do you see? Do you think this is true? You know, I would check with my wife. You know, five people, coworkers, and a boss said this is about me. Do you see this? You know, we're not in a work relationship, but is it, do you think this is possible? Mm-hmm. You know, it's worth, it's worth questioning at least and looking into it. And it, and it is possible that everybody's lying on you. That's happened to people. I mean, I've I've been in positions where people tell me that a job kind of mobbed them, like everybody began to be against somebody but that person didn't know what they did and they kind of fact-checked to find out maybe I didn't do something, maybe I just put a, fit a profile that somebody didn't like. That's possible. Right. But you still have to fact-check with yourself and then find another source. Like Darren said, do you have a, a, a spouse that will be honest with you? Do you have a parent that will be honest with mm-hmm. you? Do you have other experiences that are giving you the same information to be honest with you? And then if you find out whether it's true or not, 
then that will give you the, the, the then you say to yourself, okay, now what do I do? Now what do I do? Now let me, let me give you another example. Flirting is one of those things that people never want to admit to. Here's something else that people don't like to admit, that they have an anger issue. Ooh. That is so huge if you look at work and relationships. How many of you all have coworkers that if you ask them a question, they blow up, and then they go, I don't have an anger issue with you, the way you said it? You know that person that no one really likes, you know, don't get around so-and-so before they have their coffee. In the morning, they are grumpy. Um, I'm fine. No, everybody knows before 9 o'clock, you don't go talk to Joe because he can't, mm-hmm. you know, he'll blow up at you. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all also worked with somebody that you they have to eat. You know, have yes. you ever worked with a person saying that they got to eat because if they don't, they have a bad attitude? Absolutely. And we all know who that person is. So let me say this to you. If you find out, so what about Dr. Noel, after I write down all my case studies about myself, what do I do with the information I find out? You use it to make yourself better. Yes. I know, to be honest with you, when I need to shut my door and not talk to people for a while, I know that about myself. Okay. I say, hey, I tell my secretary, do me a favor, don't for me any calls. I'm going to be in my office for 15 minutes. Don't knock on the door. I need a minute. And sometimes we all need a minute to calm ourselves down. That's not bad or good. But you have to know yourself enough to do that and manage the situation. You also have to know what you're really good at. Let's say an opportunity speaking, you want to prove to your supervisor that you're the best thing ever at public speaking, but you know you have anxiety and you're nervous and you you get maybe jittery in front of a crowd. Knowing yourself is about, I think that that would be a great opportunity, but let me write the speech for you because I don't know if I'm the one to deliver it. That makes sense. Instead of getting up in front of the stage and, like, messing everything and everybody else. I know a good one is communication. Some people can, uh, let's say on email communication is big at work, and some people can always come across with the wrong intent or wrong intensity on an email. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know what, for whatever reason, I have a struggle, if someone communicates, I have a struggle communicating on an email. Mm-hmm. So may need to say, okay, if you know that about yourself, you type up that email, wait five minutes, and then you read it again, okay? Say, is this giving the right message, or am I being too hard or too soft? Is it giving the right message? Maybe you need to ask, ask your boss before you send it out, is this an appropriate email? Is this giving the right message? Maybe you need to tell people, I'm not really an email person. I'm going to send a voicemail blast. I had a conversation with that with a coworker. You know, he, he was new to the company, to my company. He said, listen, team, he said, I'm not an email person. I'm a face-to-face person, okay? People are sending me emails. They're getting a little bit upset because I'm not responding. I'm letting everybody know. I'm not an email person. I am a face-to-face person. So please, I, I know it's about myself. Please, if you want something from me, please come to my office and talk to me. Great. Guess what? The team knew that's how he was. So I'm not going to get mad if he doesn't respond. I'm going to send him an email because I want to document it. Then I'm going to go to my office, his office, and you get my email and talk about what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. But it was great. He knew himself, and he was able to communicate that. Awesome. know when you make errors. I will tell you that I got a phone call from somebody saying, Dr. Noel, are you mad at me? And I said, no, I'm not mad. Why why would you think I'm mad? You yelled at me via email. I yelled at you via email. How did I do that? You typed in all caps. Okay. Here's what I I have to tell people. I leave my computer on all caps. Okay. Caps all is always on. I had no idea I was yelling at you. Now I know that that all caps is yelling at you. You know what I mean? So I know that that's one of the things that I do. So I let people know they email me a lot. You're going to get an all caps email. Don't take it personal. I just get tired of taking the all caps off. So I leave it on and I I type everything in all caps. Right. 
But you have to know those things about yourself. You have to know. Let's talk about personal relationships for a second. Let's talk about parenting. You have to know what your brass tacks issues are so that when you're raising children, you can be aware when you're overboard and when you're underboard. Mm, Let's say, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, I had a, I went out and I gave a speech somewhere, and the lady was telling me that her daughter thinks that she's always um, angry with her and she's always disappointed in her. And I said, oh, okay. And she says, I'm, I'm not disappointed in my daughter. She's always so defensive. So I said, okay, well, has anybody else ever told you that, that uh, you seem always angry? Well, my daughter says it, my son says it, my husband says it. Well, who else says it? My parents say it. Well, wow, I mean, that's a lot of people saying it. Well, that okay, they could all be wrong, but let's just sort of, kind of weed through and find out what's going on. What do we eventually find out? I said she was asking me questions and kind of telling me things about herself. I find out that she never felt listened to as a kid. So she developed the habit of yelling and screaming to get her point across Mm, because it made everybody stop. Attention on her, what's going on. And it made everybody listen. But she said she didn't even really realize that about herself. But I said, well, that's interesting because just now when I was giving my speech and I asked if you had a question, there were two or three hands up. I went to somebody before you. When I got to you, you were pretty angry. What was that about? Well, I felt like you didn't really acknowledge, aha. Well, anger. So here's the thing that she has to know about herself. She feels slighted and she doesn't take rejection well and she doesn't feel like her voice matters. So because she doesn't feel like it matters, she yells all the time. Mm. That's just good information to know. Why is that good information? Because if your supervisor comes by and asks you a question, you start yelling and they say you're insubordinate, it's important to know you're a yeller. That's very important. That's good. So it's important to be able to tell people, these are little things that you can tell people. You know, when I have a really strong voice, and even though I try to whisper, sometimes by the time I'm done, I just people feel like I'm high volume, but I'm really not angry. I think another one is some people wear their feelings on their face. Mm -hmm. And they, and they, you know, People tell them that. I was one of those. I used to wear my feelings on my face. People, you know, they tell me a story. They see my face. I'm getting angry. I'm like, you know, whoa, man, what's going on? And I had to realize, you know what? I need to work on keeping my face and what I'm feeling inside at a common level, mm-hmm. right? So people can continue to tell their story, continue to give me that information, okay? And they're not seeing the, the jumping up and down on my face, okay, to cause them to say, oh, man, I didn't realize I was gonna get, you're going to get upset by me telling this or you're going to get angry by saying that. Or uh, or whatever the case may be. So I had to work on keeping my face level. Yeah, smile, shake my head. Number one, what they're talking about. Keep it kind of level. Mm-hmm. It made them feel better. But after, that was after feedback from several people. I didn't realize that until everybody said, "Dude, you wear your emotions on your face." Thanks for the feedback. I had to change that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so, and these are just small things, but there's bigger things to know that people need to know. Are you an abuser? Do you beat people up? Are you an addict? I mean, how many times have I sat down with a person and I say, do you have any drug or alcohol problems? No. Well, it kind of depends on what you mean, Dr. Well, I drink every single day, but I don't call myself an alcoholic. Mm. Okay. Well, do me a favor and skip, skip drinking for a week. So they come back. I couldn't skip it for a week, blah, 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 but I don't want to call myself an alcoholic. But that's important to know about yourself that you can't, you don't, you can't go a day without a drink. Right. That's, that's something to know. Here's something else that people don't always. We were talking about not recognizing strength. I had um, a person that I was dealing with that was very good at strategy, and she always wanted to be a, a person that was in the forefront, but she wasn't really good in the forefront, but she was powerful in the strategy department. Okay. So I said to her, have you ever thought about 
kind of being a team lead or being a project manager or being a part, you know, like her, like using your skills. She's like, I don't really think I'm good at strategy. She's like, you know what, but I've been figuring out things that work for the longest. So I talk about, well, what do I have you figured out? Come to find out at every job she ever did, no matter what her title was, she always figured out how to get solutions to people, whether they wanted to hear them or not. But she was right. a solutions-based person. Right. But she never wanted to be the solution person. She wanted to be the face of everything. But she wasn't really good at being the face. Right. right. you got to be honest with me, right? So, you know what, that's not my strength. Even though I may want to do it, it's not my strength. And it doesn't mean that it can't be a strength. It just right. means know what you're the best at, know what you're not the best at, and know what you're working on. So get to know yourself. I feel like the world would be a better place if we authentically knew who we were and we stopped letting the outside define for us who we needed to be and we actually lived out who we were, I think we'd all be doing much better. Fantastic. All right, guys, thanks for listening in tonight. Listen to us next week. we got another powerful radio show for you, and we can't wait to talk to you about it. Make it a great week. All right, bye-bye.